It's that time. Welcome to the Time to Man Up podcast. And here's your host, Sean Hess. Hey guys, we are glad to have you back for this episode of the Time to Man Up podcast. Uh, I am so excited about the topic we are going to look at because over the past couple months, it just caught my attention and it kind of got me riled up as an individual who has played sports, who has been a parent of kids playing sports. And uh, so we're going to dive into that today. But before I get to that, speaking of sports, I want to talk to you about the new segment that we're going to have with the Time to Man Up podcast called Time to Man Up Sports. And every Tuesday, we're still going to keep our normal programming with our Time to Man Up podcast. But then we are going to release either weekly uh, or multiple times in a week, depending on what's going on in the sports world. But we are going to release extra segments, extra episodes that will deal with events, situations, athletes in the present uh, sports world. And even we're going to dive into the area of fantasy sports. I mean, with football right around the corner of the regular season, fantasy sports is a big thing that men are involved in. And so it just happens to be that that is the first thing that we are going to take on. Uh, this Thursday, we're going to release an episode of looking at Time to Man Up Sports and fantasy sports and men's involvement in that. But I want to now shift our focus back to the main topic for today. And here's the main topic, trash talk. Now, while going through YouTube, and I was going to show some videos as part of this podcast, but what I don't want to do is be, uh, even though other people have put it out there on YouTube, I don't want to put videos of kids that probably later on in life, they're going to look back, some of them, and say, what was I thinking back then? I tell my kids this all the time. I am so grateful that we did not have uh, phones, like cell phones, back when I was in junior high and high school. Because I'm guessing that there would be a lot of footage out there that I would not be very proud of. And so I'm glad that we didn't have to deal with that. And for future generations, good luck, because in this day and age that we live in, everything that is done gets recorded. But when it comes to trash talk, I was watching a few videos on YouTube and it was these young kids. I mean, little kids, like you're talking first grade, second grade basketball. And it seemed like most of the trash talking that was going on was basketball. And I think that's just because predominantly you're in this smaller area. It's, it's five against five on a court and everything is out there to see things echo. They're louder in a gym, but these kids were trash talking. They were flexing on each other when they would make a basket. And when I saw that, all I thought was this, if I would have ever done that, I think my dad might've ripped my face off. I mean, I really not ripped my face off, but <laughs> maybe he would have. My dad raised me, guys, to have respect for the game, to have respect for my teammates, my coaches, 
even to have respect for my opponent. And so I learned very early that that respect for the game meant we don't talk a lot of junk. Now, I will say this. I was a trash talker. As I've mentioned before, um, I was a Larry Bird fan, and I think Larry Bird might be one of the most, uh, the largest, uh, most trash talker in the NBA. I guess that's the way you would say it. And, and I've watched some videos on his trash talking, and I think it was like way up here with his ability to do that and get in people's head. But I learned to trash talk, and because my dad coached a lot of my teams, I learned how to do it without getting caught. Now, I'm not saying that that was a good thing. I'm not saying that I'm proud of it because it's not something to be proud of. But I learned how to trash talk and not make it out there so that other people could see that I was doing it. But as an adult, what I know is this. When you trash talk, it often escalates, right? It escalates into sometimes fights where people get into it. I mean, I've been in some hockey games and uh, it turned out to all out fights between two guys because they were chirping at each other the whole game. And next thing you know, man, they're throwing gloves and they're going at each other. And this is like in adult non-check leagues. So if it's happening in that, it's happening in other areas. But the problem is as men, we should know the lines that we don't cross. When it comes to children, they don't know those lines. They don't have the filters to filter out what they should or shouldn't do a lot of times. And the problem is, is that some of these kids are being encouraged by their parents. I mean, I saw some of these kids, I guess one of the things must be they hold their hand low to the ground and basically they're saying, you're little, I'm bigger than you. And, and I thought, who teaches them that? Who teaches them to do all this junk, this trash talk? It either comes from home, which is probably the primary place it comes from home, or it comes from watching it on the TV of other people doing that. But even on TV, you don't see it as much. I'm not saying it doesn't go on, but you don't see it as pronounced as it is now. And the problem is these young kids, what are they going to do? They're going to get older and it's going to start to filter its way up. But these videos of these young people getting in people's faces, I mean, I relate it to kind of this. When I watch football, there are guys in the NFL that when they get a first down, they act like they just won the championship. I mean, they're pointing down and doing all these little signs. And I'm like, dude, you just got a first down. I mean, you're at midfield still. You got a first down. Good for you. Now, there are some first downs that make the, the game. I mean, right? They lead to winning the game. But when guys are celebrating every first down by basically doing what they are paid to be doing, and they celebrate that with all this fancy stuff, you're like, you know what? Put it away. I remember my dad said, hey, listen, act like you've done it before, right? And he would all, always use Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, guys that when they scored the touchdown, they just went up to the referee and put it in their hands. And that's what my dad said. Act like you've been there. Act like you've done it before. And that was just in the respect that we showed the opponents and the referees or officials and even our own players and coaches. 
But in these videos, guys are just totally all out disrespecting each other. And you wonder, where does this come from? Because what we know is this, trash talk reflects on the one we represent, men. Uh, what I want to talk about today is this, is that the tongue is, is so important when it comes to our life as believers, the tongue and how we live our lives. And the book of James has a lot to say about the tongue. I mean, the tongue, guys, can be a weapon of mass destruction. I mean, you can say one little phrase and send relationships into a plummet, right? I mean, you can destroy relationships with just one wrong word. And so we're going to look at James and what he has to say when it comes to the tongue. But what we have to understand is this. The tongue can reveal the level of our spiritual maturity. The tongue can reveal the level of our spiritual maturity. So when we see these kids out there and they're talking smack, they're getting in other people's face. I'm like, what they need is rather than being taught how to talk smack, they need to be taught how to show respect because that's what it comes down to. It comes down to a disrespect of an individual or a respecting an individual. And we are raising, I, again, I cannot overstate this, that if I would have ever done this on a court, on a field, wherever it was, and whether my dad was my coach and he coached a lot of my teams, whether he was my coach or a parent in the stands, I am strongly convinced that if I would have done what some of these kids do as little kids, if I would have done it, even in high school, he would have come on the field and probably taken me off the field. And that would have been very embarrassing for not only him, but for me, really. I mean, can you imagine that? So I want to share some areas when it comes to the tongue that we learn from uh, the book of James. And of course, the first passage I'm going to use is from Matthew, but it's going to feed us into the book of James. And the first thing is this, the tongue is difficult to tame. I mean, guys, I shouldn't have to tell you that because we should all know that. Uh, there are times when I say things and before it's out of my mouth, I already know it's wrong and I'm trying to get it back in, but it's too late. Matthew 12, 34 says, you brood of vipers. And this is Jesus talking to people. You brood of vipers. How can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, now, now listen to this, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when these kids are talking basically crap to each other, talking trash, that is out of the abundance of the heart that this is coming out of. I'm like, when I was that age, I never would have thought to say that to guys. I didn't learn my skill of trash talking until it was much later, like junior high. But these kids are young kids. And, and I just remember when I was coaching my boys in basketball, kids didn't do that. And so it's not like it's been that long ago, right? But if we don't tame the tongue, it's going to reveal our heart with the things that we say. The control of the tongue has both a negative aspect and a positive aspect. The, it involves the ability to restrain the tongue in silence, but it also means being able to control it. 
in what we say, the gracious speech when grace is required. So we have this powerful tongue that is difficult to tame. And the Bible even tells us, listen, you guys are fighting a losing battle on your own. James is like, you know, a lot of things can be tamed in life, but the tongue, it's not one of those things that you can tame. The only way that we can do it is to have Jesus help us. It's in his power that we are able to do that. And so we have this tongue that is unable to be tamed on our own. So some of you might say, well, then why try? Why not just give up? Why not bother with it? Men, we are passing down this to future generations. And if you are raising your kids and they are those kids that are out there playing sports, listen, there are going to be kids that talk trash to them. And as one that did not do a good job with that as a player, I didn't want my kids to be like me. And so I wanted to raise them to do the right thing. And I'm thankful that my kids, when they played sports, didn't do that a lot. But the next thing we learn about the tongue is not only can it not be tamed, but it is disproportionate, the power of the tongue. It's disproportionate. When we look at what James says in James 3, 5, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. James tells us that you put that little bit in a horse's mouth and you can direct that horse. I had, I mean, I grew up, the fairgrounds were in my backyard. And so we spent a lot of time in the fairgrounds. We would help people with the horses. It was great. I mean, we would be able to get in the stalls and just like brush the horses, do a lot of things that normal people couldn't just because my backyard was the fairgrounds. And I remember when we had moved to a church in Troy, Ohio, and where I went to get my car worked on, the guy that worked at the front desk, he raced horses. And uh, so uh, he asked me, he said, do you want to ride with me? And so I'm going blank. It's not thoroughbreds, but it's harness racing. There you go. Thank you, Jesus. Thought about that. He was in harness racing. And uh, he said, do you want to go and bring your family? And I'm like, that would be awesome. And so he got a two-seater cart and he took us around the track. Now I was disgruntled because uh, my kids got to go faster than I did. I mean, I'm wanting to go fast on that horse. But what I was amazed is this. He handed me the reins and he said, you are in control. And the problem was when I grabbed onto those reins, I was kind of soft on them. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what to do. I'm not a big horse rider and I've never done something like this. And so you could tell that horse had a will of its own and it started to do its own thing. It wasn't being very obedient. And he says, Sean, you got to show him who's boss. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm boss. I grabbed those things and we went around the track and it all worked out, had a great time. But I thought I could clearly tell that he was challenging me. Even with that bit in his mouth, though, I had the ability to turn him. And James says, not only that, it's like a little rudder on a ship, right? You've got that little rudder that can steer this massive ship. And he says, those things, a horse, a ship, they can be controlled, but the tongue, 
It controls the direction of our entire body. And then he compares it to this. He compares the tongue. He says he compares it to a small fire igniting this great forest on fire. I mean, right right now for us, uh, it's pretty relevant because we just watched what went on in Hawaii and the, the fires that took place in Hawaii and the people that lost their lives as a result of that, the people that have been left without a home because of that. And so if you just turn on the news, you see what a large fire can do. And he says, your tongue is this small fire that can set the whole forest on fire. Men, have you ever noticed how your guard can go down in certain environments? In certain environments, maybe you're out with the fellas and your guard goes down and you just start to say some things. And you know, you don't think about it, but they're borderline not appropriate. And then all of a sudden, your tongue starts to put you in danger. I mean, there were times when I was in high school, then it was when it was me and the boys out, I would say things, I would make jokes, I would tease about things that as a believer, that should not have been anything that I ever even thought to say. In Proverbs 15, 4, it says, a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. That's the power of the tongue, that this little tongue can cause so much damage. And so that's why when you have kids out there on the court talking trash, doing the things that they're doing, and it's being encouraged by the parents in the stands, you think, these kids, why would they not grow up thinking that's okay? Of course they're going to think it's okay. And that's why we need to understand this next point, right? The tongue can't be tamed. It's this small thing that controls a bigger thing in our body. And the third thing is that the devastation caused by the tongue Right? It's devastating. There can be severe consequences when we don't manage the tongue, when we don't control the tongue. And guys, that happens in games. I mean, we have watched fights break out in games because of people talking and what they've done. I mean, we have seen a wide receiver and a cornerback go at each other because of words that were being said. And, you know, when you're an adult, you know, hey, don't talk about someone's family, their wife, their kids. That's a no-no. Don't do that. Um, there's even some boundaries of, of trash talk with adults that you don't cross that line. With kids, again, they're out there and they really don't know what are those boundaries. So here's what we have to understand about the tongue. Now, remember, when I talk about trash talk, it's not just words. Here we're talking about the tongue. Here we're talking about words. But it's even the actions that we do. And so in James 3, 6, it says, and the tongue is a fire. Guys, your tongue is a fire. It's destructive. It's a world of unrighteousness. I mean, James says that thing in your mouth, that tongue is a world of of unrighteousness. So we know that what is in the heart is going to flow out of the mouth and it doesn't come out of the mouth without the help of the tongue. That tongue is a fire. It's a world of unrighteousness. And it says the tongue is set among our members. 
staining the whole body. You see, not always what my hand does or what my foot does has an effect on the whole body, but the tongue has an impact on the whole body. James tells us that it's setting on fire the entire course of life. And that the tongue is set on fire by, get this, it's set on fire by hell. So when we look at our tongue and the impact that it has, the damage that it can cause, it not only affects our own lives, but it affects the lives of others. And guys, it says it can set the entire course of life on fire. So how do we use our words? What are the things that we say? Do we use our words to talk trash or do we use our words to build people up? Now, I'm going to talk about the fact that not all trash talking is bad. And, and, and get this when I say this. There are times when we were playing basketball and we were all just teasing with each other and we knew it. But you could also tell when somebody would begin to talk trash and they stepped over the line and it got more personal. And usually that was after maybe somebody got their shot blocked and all of a sudden everybody's kind of laughing. So all of a sudden it intensifies, right? And it's kind of like that game of tennis where you're hitting across the net and all of a sudden they just start hitting harder and harder and harder and they're dropping bombs, right? And we have to be careful because what starts out as innocent can all of a sudden become that five alarm fire where the course of life is being destroyed. In verses seven through eight of James chapter three, it says for every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature. So basically everything can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. Okay, so man has had the ability to tame all of creation, all animals, right? But no human being, this is what James is saying, can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Man, I know that when I play sports, I have to be careful because all it takes in hockey is that cheap shot that all of a sudden it gets you going. And there have been times when I remember one game when I was at a church up in Michigan and, and we had people from the church that had come to watch the game. It was our small group of college uh, kids and uh, they had come to watch a game. And this guy just, I'm not that great. I'm not that great, but he popped me, man. He was a big boy. And without even thinking, man, I got up and I was going after him. And it's like your mind just resorts back to your old self. And I went after him and I just start talking junk. Now it was all clean, but I was talking junk because I was angry. And all of a sudden in the corner of my eye, I look up and I see that group up there and I'm like, dude, this is what you're doing, setting the course of life on fire because they're going to view you different because you have reverted back to that old nature, that old self in your response. And James is going to talk about this, right? He's going to talk about the fact that fresh water and bitter water cannot flow from the same fountain. So what had happened is, yeah, I could teach my dog how to sit and stay and do all that stuff. 
but I couldn't tame my tongue. It was restless. It was ready for action. It was ready with all that deadly poison. Perhaps you have heard this before. Do you kiss your mom with that mouth? Now, what they're saying is this. How can you say those things and yet kiss your mom on the cheek, right? I mean, that's the same mouth. Well, let's take that a little further. How can you worship God with that mouth? How can you sing God's praise with that mouth? How can you testify to God's work in your life with that mouth if you are living without control over your mouth? You know, it's like the entire game, you're talking trash to somebody, you're dissing on them, and then all of a sudden you're at the end of the game, you're like, hey, bro, God loves you. I mean, they would look at you like, what? So the next thing we look at is this, the discrepancy of the tongue. And you're like, what's the discrepancy of the tongue? Well, let's look at this. These next few verses are definitely some of my favorite. And I know that it can be so easy to say, this is my favorite verse. This is my favorite verse. Well, this section of passage it is definitely some of my favorite verses. And I think it's because I've been there and I've lived it. And I've lived that out where I wasn't living consistent with it. And so it was just always a constant reminder of, Sean, here's where you need to be. Now, when I grew up, I watched The Lone Ranger. I watched The Lone Ranger recently, and man, it was old and generic. But back then, it was the show to watch, right? I mean, as families, you would get together and you would watch The Lone Ranger, And Tonto, his Indian sidekick there, he would say, white man speaks with forked tongue. He would speak, white white man speaks with forked tongue. And, and, And when we think about this, that would be like, you really can't believe what they're saying, right? You can't believe what that guy is saying because his tongue is forked. It can go this way or it can go that way. And the reality is, James, in verse 9 of chapter 3, he says, With it, with the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, the tongue, we curse people who were made in the likeness of God. And so you are going to praise God, but you are going to curse his creation. Sounds a little bit like a forked tongue. Sounds a little bit like trash talk. Right? You're going to diss on somebody. You're going to say things about them. You're going to disrespect them. Listen, guys, no one wants to be disrespected. And when you are disrespected, it makes you want to what? Respond back. So that's what trash talk does is it escalates things. And what James is saying is, listen, the tongue is powerful. You can't control it except apart from Jesus helping you with this. And if you don't get it in control, it can damage the entire course of your life. So how can you go to church on Sunday and worship God? How can you get in your car and turn on the worship music and worship God, and yet you arrive at work or somebody cuts you off and all of a sudden you're letting them have it? I mean, you are letting them have it. We can't do those things. Those can't survive together. And in verse 10, he says, from the same mouth come blessing and cursing. Now listen, 
This is how firm his statement is. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. From the same mouth come blessings and cursings. Guys, guilty. I mean, guilty. That happens. And and so quickly we can get caught up in that. And James is saying this. He is saying that should not happen. It shouldn't be true of us as believers. That should not be something that people see in our lives. And then in verse 11, he brings even more clarity to this. He says, does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Right? That's one of those questions where you already know the answer is no. You don't have fresh water and salt water come from this. I mean, I remember, so went up to Canada one summer with the boys and up in Canada, we would just drink from the, the, the pond and, and the lakes up there. And it was not a big deal. And uh, you could get something up there, but for the most part, you were pretty good. But then I like go down snorkeling down in the ocean. Now that we're down here in Florida, I love to go snorkeling. I just love to do that. And there have been times when I've been under and maybe I stayed under a little bit too long and I was trying to get up, forgot to clear out the tube. Fortunately, my ones now don't have where the water comes back in. But when I had the old school ones and I would inhale salt water and I would just start gagging, right? I mean, it makes me just sick to my stomach even thinking about it right now. But that's the difference is there's some water that you can drink and it's fresh water and you can drink it. There's some water that's salt water. And, and so that fountain does not flow both fresh and salt water at the same time. And this is how ridiculous James thinks it is. In verse 12, can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Duh, no. Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. What James is saying is, guys, it's ridiculous to think that a fig tree can produce olives. It's ridiculous to think that a grapevine can produce figs. It's ridiculous to think that a salt pond can produce fresh water. It's so ridiculous. Men, it is ridiculous that from our mouth comes blessings and cursings. I'm not saying it's easy, but James is telling us that it's ridiculous. And so I want to give you an action plan here. So this is, this is the action plan. How do we live our lives when it comes to our words, when it comes to the use of our tongue? How do we live our lives in a way that is pleasing and acceptable to God so that fresh water and fresh water alone flows from our mouth? The first thing is this, think before you speak. We need to think before we speak. Don't be so quick. Remember the Bible says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. So think before you speak. The second thing is consider your words before you let them fly. Because you can think about it, but you need to consider the words that you are going to use because those words said in one way can mean a totally different thing. So you need to consider the words that you're going to use before you let them fly. We are good at letting them fly 
and then regretting them once they're out. So we need to think before we speak. We need to consider our words before we let them fly. And we need to remember this. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes it's better not to say something, to walk away, to think about it until cooler heads prevail, whatever it is. And then finally, number four, this starts in the home where it can be most difficult. You get what I'm saying, right? A lot of times when we're in the home, men, our filter comes off with our wife, with our children, and we don't really think about it. Guys, when it comes, uh, you know, because when it comes outside, we're more about our reputation. We don't want people to think bad. All of a sudden we're in the house and it just, it's, it's going at it, right? But even more so in the home, we need to think before we speak to our spouse, to our children. We need to consider our words before we let them fly. We need to recognize that sometimes less is more. And it starts in the home. Even as an adult, I find myself sometimes caught up in wanting to talk trash. I can find myself in the midst of the battle and in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the game, all of a sudden that tongue gets a little more active and I want to say something. That same mouth that I used to worship God throughout the week and on Sunday, all of a sudden starts to talk trash, whether it's on the ice, on the court, or on the field. Men, our words can be used to build up or they can be used to tear down. We have to make a decision what our words are going to do. Too many kids playing youth sports have not been taught how to use or not use those words. And above all, let me give you one word because it comes down to this and that's respect. We need to be training young people to respect their teammates, to respect their coaches, to respect their opponents, and yes, even respect the officials and referees. They need to learn to respect. And there, those lessons are primarily taught where? In the home, right? My dad taught me to respect everything about the game, no matter what sport I played. And even then, being trained to respect the game, I still struggled when it came to my mouth. One-liners, funny remarks to situations came easy for me. But that wasn't good. I mean, I truly believe that probably I could have been a stand-up comedian and somehow God redirected that to be a pastor, I guess. Uh, but uh, my words got me in trouble more than not. But sometimes they would be able to get me out of trouble. The problem is, is that if we put others down rather than building them up, you know, when people laugh at the things you say, but what is the expense for their laughter? Who is their expense taken at? I can tell you this again. If my dad ever saw me disrespecting, he would have ripped me out of that game immediately. And my dad taught, coached me for most of my life. But rather than being entertained, 
by watching videos of kids trash talking and disrespecting other kids. And I found myself caught in it, man. I was watching the whole thing and I was like, number one, I was like, I can't believe this is happening. And, and what's worse is that there was some parent there recording it. And I'm like, if that was their kid, cause you could hear some like dads, they were like, yeah, tell them how it is. And I'm like, what? I would have been like, if that was my kid, they would have been like out of the sports for a while. Guys, rather than being entertained by it, we should be saddened that we live in a world that considers it okay to talk to someone else like that. The word for today we're going to leave you with is not trash talk, but it's respect. And remember this, someone is always recording. And younger generations, I mean, guys, I'll tell you this. I'm so grateful that there were not recording devices like phones when I was in junior high and high school, because there would be a lot of footage that I would not be proud of. Future generations don't have that freedom. Someone is recording all the time and we need to train our kids to live in a way that is consistent with the word of God that is choosing the right path rather than the wrong path. We need to teach them what is the line that you don't cross over. And you know what? Don't get right up to the line. Don't even get close to the line, but show respect. And don't blame your disrespect on the environment you were brought up in. Part of the studies that I read about were this, is that there are people that come from certain cultures, certain environments, and it's just part of the way they were brought up. Well, let me tell you this. There are a lot of people that are brought up a certain way, but they can rise up above it. Men, it's time to teach younger generations respect and how to show that. It's time for us to stop allowing bitter water from flowing from the same mouth that fresh water flows from because it's not possible. We need to raise up future generations to show respect to other people. Men, it's time. It's time to man up. <laughs>